Welcome to the ADHD Open Space Podcast. My name is Gray Miller, and I will be your host and facilitator as we explore ideas, workarounds, accommodations, and other aspects of being a professional adult with ADHD. Most of this will come from my perspective as a cis white male in his mid-50s, living in the Midwest, who found out a year ago that I've been living with ADHD my entire life. I am not an expert on ADHD, except maybe in not knowing I've had it for half a century and somehow still getting by. But I promise to cite my sources, or at least admit when I'm repeating something I read on the interwebs. If I say anything you don't agree with, you are welcome to call me on it and let me know. This podcast is also part of the lead-up into the first ADHD open space happening in Madison, Wisconsin, on January 20th, 2024. You can learn more about that event both here in the show and at the website ADHDopen.space. The first 30 episodes of this podcast are also being released as part of National Podcast Post Month, not Pod Pomo. That means things might get a little rough, but it's going to be fun. Kind of like ADHD, right? Enjoy the show. Here's why open space events are tailor-made for people with ADHD. I mean, they're made for other people too. But, I mean, if I'm being entirely honest, this upcoming one in January is tailor-made for me. I actually wrote an entire article about this on October 25th, 2023, and posted it both to my Medium account and to the ADHD Open Space newsletter. What was funny to me is that a few days later, um, on October 29th, um, the Threads account of simple.mindful.adhd, um, who I have enjoyed following, um, and by the way, I am I am quoting them not uh, through any endorsement on their part of my event. Um, I just I found what they said interesting because they are at a conference um, and they were sort of doing a play by play as they were at the conference, and they ended it by saying. ADHD conferences are not created for people with ADHD. If they were, there would not be hours of back-to-back -back lectures each day. Do neurotypical people like this? It's so painful, at least to me. Where are the wiggle seats, the interactive presentations and discussion groups, the creative approaches, the demonstrated examples of different learning styles? I want more dynamic ADHD conferences. Now, I, again, want to emphasize that they are not in any way endorsing my uh, open space. Um, it was just interesting to me that on the same day that I'm recording something about why I think open space events are better for people with ADHD is the same day that someone who's at a regular conference, an ADHD conference no less, comments about how the way the normal framework works is not designed for people with ADHD. So um, that honestly answers the first question I ask when I started this article. So um, I'm going to now go right into the article. Why are you putting on this open space, Gray? When the question came to me, and it's a fair question, I realized that I didn't have a great answer. I, uh, I wasn't commissioned by any corporation. I am not an ADHD professional, although I am a professional who has ADHD. I've got to figure out the better phrasing for this whole thing. 
I'm not trying to sell any services, products, or affiliate anything. So I'm going to have a registration at some point for the ADHD open space um, that we do. And that's about it. Now, as I said uh, in the intro to this podcast, I am not any kind of expert in ADHD, except maybe in having half a century of living without knowing that you have it. On the other hand, I can claim some expertise in open space events and facilitation. I ran well over 100 of them between 2007 and 2019, and I've trained people to run dozens more. I've traveled throughout North America a couple of times on European tours, organizing and then holding the space for the attendees, and that ranged from eight people to 450 people, and all of them went well. People's lives changed at these events, not because of me, but because it gave them the space to explore the questions that they couldn't bring up anywhere else. Still, you got to ask, but why? Well, there's two reasons why I think I should put this on. One is since my diagnosis, which is a little less than a year ago, ADHD has been the focus of most of my attention. And yeah, that's a bit cliched. But anyone who has a diagnosis later in life, I believe, will understand. Suddenly, so much of my life makes sense. Now, if you weren't late diagnosed or you don't have ADHD, I will just ask you to imagine your favorite hobby or pastime. I don't know, football, quilting, skydiving, whatever. Now, imagine that you've done all the things involved in that hobby. Gone to games, bought jerseys, followed players, without actually knowing that the game existed. I mean, when you find out about the game, you tend to want to know as much as you can about it. Plus, you finally understand why you were in Lambeau Field in the middle of a snowstorm. Not the best analogy, I know, but it's the best I can come up with at the moment. Um, to be fair, I did come up with two other ones before that one, but I decided that this one was the best. I remember reading somewhere that ADHD folks also have a penchant for making analogies, but I can't find a source for that, and it is important to me that when I do mention something about ADHD, that it'd be something that I have found a primary source of, as in a, an actual medical study, peer-reviewed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so if I do ever say something like that, either I will mention it or it's linked in the um, show notes or the article, or I will say like now, I don't remember where I got that. And hey, if you happen to know where that's where I might have heard that and if it's true and there's a peer-reviewed source of that, please let me know. But the number two reason of why I'm doing an open space for ADHD professionals is best stated by a quote from Kieran Gillen, author of the graphic novel Die, which by the way is excellent and I highly recommend. In uh, one of his the many afterwards that he wrote about the method of creation, which basically is to ask yourself, what does not exist that I want to see? And that's really it. I have seen a lot of open space events, and I also now understand a lot more about ADHD and how people within it operate, as well as how it affects professional adults like myself. I have benefited immensely from people sharing their stories and sharing what works and sharing their experiences and troubles, and I still benefit from that. Uh, ADHD social media is such a blessing. It is amazing. I would like to see what happens when we put these people in a space where they can 
naturally do the things they want to do, where they can go on tangents, where they don't have to sit in the same space for a certain amount of time, where they don't have to decide what they're going to talk about until the time is ready to talk about it. I'd like to see what happens when that kind of situation is, happens and it's filled with people who either understand or experience ADHD. I think it's going to be amazing. There's always the chance that it won't be. I mean, that's another aspect of this thing. I thought I knew exactly where my recurring negative self-talk comes from. Uh, there was a particularly strong negative influence during my childhood. But it's likely that there's some ways that it was exacerbated by certain ADHD traits. You know, rejection sensitivity disorder and echolalia, which sort of turned into a cross between a schoolyard bully and an earworm. But at about age 16, I had pretty much learned how to ignore it. But not through the means that they usually prescribe for getting over negative self-talk. Didn't use any affirmations. They just really don't work. For me, I, I, I sound like lying. No positive psychology. Not saying those are bad. If those work for you, more power to you. They just have not worked for me very well. And even that good old asking yourself over and over again, is it true? That way of trying to logic away self-doubt and paranoia, that doesn't work for me either. Because, you know, I'm, I'm 54 years old. I know that I have been proven wrong so many times. So the best I can ever answer to that is, well, probably not, but maybe. But there's another step to that that has let me do many things that I would not have otherwise dared. Things that I'm very proud of accomplishing and things that I'm proud of just having tried even if none of them made me a millionaire. So when that voice comes into my head saying, what if nobody comes to this open space? What if no one likes it? What if you fail for the first time to hold a space where people can share their passions and concerns and ideas? Well, the answer is simple. So what? At least I tried. It's not a do or do not. It's a, yeah, and so what? We're having an open space. I am 99% sure it's going to be awesome. But either way, I can't wait to find out. And I hope that you can't wait too. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the ADHD Open Space Podcast. Again, my name is Gray Miller. If you have any comments or questions about the show, you can feel free to leave them on the podcast page at adhdos.substack.com forward slash podcast. Or you can email me directly, gray, G-R-A-Y, at adhdopen.space. The background music for the intro and outro are from pixabay.com and are called Funny Days Together by Background Music Lab, used under a YouTube content ID license. 